Hello and welcome to the GoldenAgeHorror.com podcast. This week we're going to talk about the pit and the pendulum. Please check out the website www.goldenagehorror.com for more information. So, this is the pit and the pendulum. It is. Yeah. Uh, possibly the most faithful adaptation of any movie, of any any short story into movie form ever made. I mean, is it more faithful than the black cat? It is. No, not the black cat. What's the murders of the Rue Morgue? Does that actually have a monkey in it? Yes, it does actually. Okay. Have a monkey in it. The black cat. It's not. It's definitely. It's definitely this. I say this is more faithful than the black cat. In in seriousness. This I yeah. Seriously, this is more faithful than the black. The story. The movie. The black cat to the movie. The black cat. Okay. I mean, this do, this movie does feature both a pit and a pendulum. Yeah, I mean, and it's also the Inquisition. So right there, it's yeah. like the setting is like a thousand times more accurate than the black cat which has almost nothing to do with the post story technically speaking it actually hits all of the elements of the short story yeah the, the thing is there really isn't too much to the short stories if i re- I, I mean i didn't reread the short story it's about, in preparation. Like, it's about like three pages long yeah it's not very long though, right there's nothing to it it's, it's all atmosphere yeah which is sort of like encapsulated in the scene at the uh end right or like if you watch the uh, pbs i mean it's worth noting this is always the what are these movies made this was 1961 so these are the old Roger Corman, Vincent Price, Edgar Allan Poe movie. Yeah, right. We should, we should mention that this is the uh, 1961, as you say, Corman Price one. and not, There's been another one, I believe. I think it, it's like starring Jeffrey Combs. But I, or is it Jeffrey Combs? No, it's, um, I think it's Lance Henriksen. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> not everyone's going to know, you know. Oh, I thought they were talking about the Lance Henriksen one. Well, I mean, that one came out in the 90s well what I'm saying is the people's familiarity with one of them would be lucky never it's, mind both of them it's by Stuart Gordon the uh, maker of the um Castle Freak uh Dagon the reanimator oh okay so he's I would I, I've never seen the Pit and the Pendulum but given the fact that it's got Lance Henriksen in it um Jeffrey Combs is in it and it was directed by Stuart Gordon I think it would be a pretty fun film to see. He's, he's in a way a Roger Corman of his own. He is sort of a modern day Roger Corman, although Roger Corman is still alive and still making movies. That's why I said a Corman of his own. Yes. Sure. I mean, there's no uh, Vincent Price analog. No. As talented well, I mean, as uh, the great there usually Lance isn't. Hendrickson is. Vincent Price sort of stands alone. In Maybe. life. He's yeah, certainly. He's sort of a, uh, yeah. There really isn't too many. There really is no one like Vincent Price. I mean, for for good and for bad, for good and for ill. I can't. So, think of... so the basic movie. Yep. Is like. It's got a little bit of Casca Macchiato in it, in a way. It certainly does. It's got a little, it's got a little taste of that. Yep. Where they're afraid. So well, it's more like they're afraid that they buried someone alive. Have you watched the Fall of the House of Usher yet? Um, like I probably have, but like not in serious, not in Otis. Oh, so you, yeah, so you haven't rewatched it because we're gonna be doing that one at some point. But you haven't done the rewatch of that one. No, because that was the one that sort of um, that that was the first of the series, and it was a surprise success. So then they made yeah. then they made a few more Poe movies with Price and Corman, or Corman made a few more Poe movies with Price, and. Um, 
that the Hall of the House of Usher is a lot more subdued as far as the horror elements, although it does get a little crazy at the end. But um, I feel like for the Pit and the Pendulum, they what they 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 must have realized that people responded to the gothic horror elements in the of Hall of the House of Usher and decided to dial them up to like twelve. Yeah, like, because they just go. yeah exactly because they just like it's all here you know like torture. Ghosts, ghosts, burying corpses, corpses being people being buried alive. There's like pits sec- and pendulums, sexual violence, everything, every kind of violence. Uh, Iron maidens, infidelity. It's actually because um, uh, aside from Vincent Price and uh, some other actors and actresses, uh, the great Barbara Steele is in this movie. Yeah, she's a. Uh, probably my favorite horror actress of this um, time period and that's an, almost entirely because of the movie Black Sunday which I, I don't have you seen that I have not that's an Italian horror movie and if you I'm sure you might recognize like the iconic uh, Barbara Steele's makeup from that Barbara Steele's iconic makeup job from that because she's got the Iron Maiden puncture wounds all on her face and she plays like this witch slash vampire slash monster character that like I, I won't go into Black Sunday because it's very it's very likely a movie that I'd like to try to watch for this. Um... You know, when you just say that though, the, the unfortunately, is all I can think of is Hellraiser. Yeah, it's just similar in of, pattern. In terms of a person with a lot of holes in their face. Sure, sure. But anyway, I was just bringing it up because in this movie, she's also locked in a Iron Maiden at the end. Yeah. Um. So I guess I'll just run through the plot real quick. The um. I guess this is set in Spain, according to Wikipedia. Uh, you know, I was really wondering where it was set. I wasn't. I'm not sure. I picked up on that from the original. I uh, think I guessed from like their names or something. Oh yeah, sure. I no. guess from the Inquisition, it, it should be. I guess a bit obvious. That I, yeah, that I think that's what dialed it in because I knew I figured out it wasn't in England because the guy had to go back to England. Everyone just has American accents though. So. Right. So since since the brother was going back to England, it couldn't be in England. Right. Then I was like, okay, so it must be somewhere else in Europe. Maybe it was and Florida. Then, I think I figured it was Florida. And then they're like, oh, well, the Inquisition, like, oh, it's Spain. Um, so uh, Francis Bernard, Bernard, Barnard, visits uh, Vincent Price's castle because he's heard that his sister has died, um, Vincent Price being his brother-in-law. Uh, so... There's like a series of interactions with the family physician, with Vincent Price's younger sister, Catherine, and Vincent Price uh, sort of exploring the castle, learning about the um, torture chamber and the, you know, they're just basically building atmosphere for the first section of the movie. Yeah. And then, of course, there's a, there's a nice flashback about uh, Vincent Price's, uh, whose character's name is Nicholas, his, his, um, when he was a boy, he saw his father torture his mother to death, and his and kill his uncle, and kill his uncle, because for, uh, because his uncle and his mother were uh, having an affair, uh, and his father was a uh, uh, like a high inquisitor of the Spanish Inquisition or something like that, and. Um, Yeah, and it turns out his mother was buried alive, which is uh, 
has become like a persistent nightmarish fear for um, Nicholas. They find that um, they exhume Elizabeth because they are hearing they're like sort of experiencing evidence that she might still be alive. Her harpsichord yeah. and there's like a um, some um, defacements in the house, and uh, they find her putrefied corpse and um, evidence that she was interned alive. Which, of course, drives Nicholas to the literal edge of insanity. Oh, no, wait a minute. Where yeah. did that court To finish off the plot, she's actually alive. You know, Nicholas repeats his father's thing. Yep. Does what his father did, except he adds a little twist, because good old... What was that guy's name? Barn Dad? <laughs> barn Dad. <laughs> barn Dad. Good old Barn Dad. Good old Barn Dad. So Barn Dad... Is like, he's he's a little extra twisty, a little extra body, and he gets he's a guy who gets all pendulized. Yeah, he's, he's or, yeah, yeah. Is about to before he gets before he gets saved. Mm-hmm. And this is so how does she, so okay so she was alive the whole time. Yes. So what was that corpse? I guess well since the uh, guy she was having an affair with was the doctor. He just like I assume he had he had access to corpses. That was my, I mean, I don't think we're supposed to. Um, think too deeply think about, about that but it was like really well posed yes it was very impressive i mean it, the whole since their whole plot hinged on him thinking that he buried his wife alive i guess they would have probably provided that you know there seems like easier ways to like just run away yeah i mean if, if you examine their plot was there a reason why they had to drive him insane i'm not sure why they had to drive him insane yeah why didn't they just run away that's a good question I don't remember the movie. I don't remember that specific part of the movie that well. I don't think it's relevant. I think it's just like to make a motivation and create parallels between his father. Yeah, I mean, th- this movie is very like all the Corman Poe movies. Like it's very much um, an exercise in set design and like uh, just uh, individual scenes of of sort of like over the top gothic horror and and uh, scenery chewing by Vincent Price. And things like that. The, the, it's definitely not a movie you watch because you want to like uh, invest in the story. Yeah, you you don't. I mean, it's just it's just not. It doesn't possess an intricate plot that needs to be considered. It's just it's just you watch it for t- for the journey. And you the pits. In the pits, the pits and the pendulums. It was actually a very small pit, all things considered. Yeah, I think I think the pendulum was the real uh, the real shit. The real, real shit show. Um. Which is, I mean, that scene, that scene's pretty good. It is. That scene is pretty much, that's, that's, that scene is the three page that is a short story. Yeah. Yep. And, uh. It, it even slices his shirt just a little bit. Is that what happens in the short story? No, he dies in the short story. Or does he? I don't think he does. Uh, I don't remember the short story that well. I just remember it. He, like, I'm pretty sure he, like, hears people coming in last minute. And he feels, like, the slice of the blade across your chest. Making tiny incisions. I don't remember exactly. I mean, uh, in, in, two, go ahead. Two blurred together in my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you did too much at once. Yeah. Living dangerously. Um. I don't know. Did we mention that Elizabeth is locked inside the Iron Maiden at the end? Wasn't that? Yes. Yeah, you did because she's like, and she gets locked in Iron Maiden at the end. Oh yeah, okay. So the, Which yeah. was the thing that originally killed her was like seeing the Iron Maiden. It was the thing that originally killed her of fright. 
when she saw the Iron Maiden, she uh, just fainted. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fainted in pure fright at this Iron Maiden. This, this, this script is like, it's a historic of art. It just like pulls itself back. It's all parallels. It's, it's really <laughs> At the point, at the beginning, and I think this says a lot about like most adaptations. Yeah. If, like, do, do you watch the PBS lead-ins? Yeah, I've seen them. I don't, I mean, I don't remember the specifics of each one, right. but yeah. So he, Richard Price is like, this film, he like, they read the pit in the pendulum. It's got an amazing third art, third, like third act, and the writers just have to put together the first two. Ah, uh, okay. Well, I mean, and that's that's, kind of, that's really one way to look at it. I don't, I'm not even sure I would call it a third act. It's like a third final scene. Yeah, it's like the last two pages, of the, last three pages of the third act. But um, and that's kind of what happened. Like, well, we we, we want to make a man get almost killed by a pendulum. How do we get to that destination? Well, I mean, if you look actually, if you look at it that way, it, it does make it does sort of hold together pretty well because what you're trying to do is create like the get most Poe-like atmosphere that leads you to this ridiculous Poe finish, right? And, and in that case, I think it's pretty much successful, especially since Poe himself was. Um, he just kind of he kind of could just cut straight to the action. Yeah, he does, but I was going to say that I don't think Poe was really a writer of um, story like, plot. Like he was not a he was definitely a writer of story, or but he was de- yeah he was not like focused on plot. He he liked these movies was sort of impressionistic. I mean, he did write some murder mysteries and some like puzzles and things like that. But I think what what kept him alive was people reading his works and and, and the uh, Im- like the imagery of his works like the Mask of the Red Death and the Pet and the Pendulum and the Black yeah. Cat. And the you know the uh, things that aren't the things art. in some cases that are quite non-literal. Yeah, it's a lot of symbolism, and and I don't think he's I think he's best remembered for those stories and not for the gold bug or whatever. Right. Um, so what did you think? Of, like, what would you, what did you think of this movie? I mean, it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. Yeah. Okay. It's it's very like you know. It's got it's got like, a, like decent like set work or whatever, but like it's nothing too impressive. It's very workmanlike. It's very much. It seems like you know these Poe things are successful. Let's make another one of them. Yep, and another and another the, and another. The pit and the pendulum are nice, but that's the last three minutes of the movie. Yeah. Before that, it's a lot of walking around, chewing. Like mm, I love the scenery. Oh, uh, there's delicious. It's just so delicious. Um, I like the part where they like they go to his, you know, the wife's room, and it's like someone's chewed all the scenery in this room. <laughs> it must be, it must be her. She loved to chew scenery. They do. I mean, both of those performers like to chew scenery. It could not possibly be Vincent Price. Um, I could see like a straight line between this this movie and the movie of the thirties. The movies in the thirties. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's very like. Straight and to the point. Yeah, it's 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 the gothic it's the gothic horror that um is largely like lacking in the horror movies since the sixties and seventies. You know what it actually reminds me a lot of? What? It reminds me a lot of stage and like theater. Sure. I was gonna say like a television like a live television broadcast from the same time period is what it reminds me of. Or that you mean. I could see the stage in the theater as well. It just feels very like like the way, like the like the ca- the way the camera shot, the way the mm. actors move around, yeah. Like, it's like we're on a, it's like they're on a set, and they just like 
they move in and out as they're talking. They're always they're always projecting mm-hmm. everywhere. Yeah, I mean it's just it's ejaculating, if you will. Wildly ejaculating. If you want to get Poe about it. To use, to use the proper language. Uh, to, res- to respect his work and legacy. Yeah, alright. So I don't have too much else to say about the Pit and the Pendulum. I, I actually... Also, go ahead. It did have a shoehorned plot, like, love element with... Of course it did. Guy. With, with Barnyard and... and um, Barnyard and Catherine. Barndad and Catherine. Barndad and Catherine. He was like, if we met in other circumstances... For I mean, some reason, I don't those know. Those actors why. are not. I mean, they're okay. They're fine, but like, I guess I don't know why that plot exists. I don't. Yeah, I mean, they just need something. There's a woman in this movie. We must make her someone's love interest. So, yeah. <laughs> or else, why is she here? <laughs> She's not being murdered. <laughs> Good point. Uh, that yeah, that, that I mean that's you're encapsulating a philosophy of the movie for sure. I mean, I just I was going to say they're not. Um, they were forgettable. I think that the. the um, I forgot his name already. Mr. Bar- <laughs> you Mr. told Barnett. me, you told me five minutes ago. <laughs> um, I think that like there's other ones where the uh, the ancillary characters, because these 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 poet editions always seem to have, or a lot of times have this this uh, it's like side love interest plot with like the protagonist and some ancillary characters, you know. Yeah, and I think this is actually these are one of the more memorable performances which is such should tell you what you need to know about that like i think the fall of the house of usher the uh lead character is like basically a pinocchio and then he's he made out of a real wood. boy no he's made out of wood oh, okay pinocchio because i mean like pinocchio wants to be a real boy pre, yeah so does so does the performer in the fall of the house of usher but <laughs> and he never quite makes it varying success let's put it that way caught in the belly of a whale for all eternity yeah he doesn't get he's not getting kissed by his magic whale yet just the donkey. Just the donkey. Yeah, you get tricked into taking the donkey juice or whatever. I forget what happens to Pinocchio. I don't. I get clearly don't remember Pinocchio that well, but I'm assuming that, as I recall, okay. they drink donkey juice and then get kissed by magic whales. No, at some point he winds up in a whale. Yeah, he gets kissed by a magic whale. It's just about. It's really like an allegory for like the story of Jonah. Yeah, and that he. Why? Why is it an allegory for the story of Jonah? Because Jonah, was. Wanted to be a real boy, Did he? but God's like no, and then a whale ate him. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> and, then he be- and then he became a real boy. In I the sh- end, I think I want to be a real boy. Yeah, just get eaten by a whale and get super drunk. All right, I'm gonna go kiss a magic whale. <laughs> you can't kiss a whale; they're way too big. Excuse me. That leads. That seems to me that they would be. I guess. I guess you could kiss easier. a whale, but a whale a whale could not kiss you. Well, it depends. Maybe like butterfly kisses. Butterfly kisses. <laughs> Precisely, little. Bu- Actually, do whales have eyelashes? I, do, I for some <laughs> reason I don't. I doubt it. But like, why I doubt it, I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, they're mammals. Do all mammals have eyelashes? I don't think is so. It, is that a defining trait of mammals? I do not think that's. Um. I do not think that's <laughs> inherent in the state of being a mammal. You know. It's n- Believe it or not, it's never come up in my life before, so. First time I've ever asked that question. I think I think that's the end of the, the pendulum. Yeah, I mean, I don't have much else to say. 
I think the pendulum is sliced through this conversation. You know? I think I liked it slightly more than you did, but uh, yeah, that's okay. Thanks for listening to the uh, Pit and the Pendulum on the GoldenAgeHorror.com podcast. You can visit our website for more information, articles, and show notes. You can check out the ebook on Amazon called All Godless Here. It's only 99 cents. If you liked our podcast, you can leave us a rating or review on iTunes. Uh, thank you for those who have left reviews. If you don't want to miss an episode, join our mailing list at our website. Or you can check us out on Facebook at facebook.com. You can follow me on Twitter at The Water Method or Andrew at Pizza Pranks. Andrew's website is www.pizzapranks.com. Our theme music is The Swan Lake Dub by Dubology. Next week we're going to be talking. About, no, I'm sorry. Next month we're going to be talking about the uh, mask of the red death. www.